0: Welcome to the Defy the Odds Podcast. It's your host, Stephen Greer, with his co-host... Robert, a.k.a. Pretty Boy Rob. That's what's up. So, this is our first podcast. Rob, why are we doing this podcast? Well, it's
1: called Defy the Odds, uh, powered by Rejuvenator but it's much, much, much more than sneakers.
0: I it mean, is It is much more than sneakers, Um, business, real life, just shit that we're going through at the end of the day, right? Yes, sir. So how long have you worked for me or Rejuvenator, Rob? Four or five years, maybe. It hasn't been longer
1: than that. I stopped counting. (laughs) I stopped counting. Okay.
0: Well, either way, it doesn't matter. Rob's been with us a long time and he's worked at the radio. He's done a bunch of things. So I actually invited him to start this podcast with me. One of the reasons is because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just going to go for it. Super un- super uncomfortable, but it doesn't matter. One of the things that I want to do with this podcast really is inspire people. Um, one of my goals is really to tell my story. Rob's got a good story and really just give hope to people that may not think that they have hope in their life or whatever the case may be, right? Like it just, you got to just go for what you want to do um, at the end of the day. So I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Stephen Greer. I own a brand called Um, Rob, why don't you just give him a little bit of story about you and then we'll we'll get into it. Yeah, of course.
1: Uh, again, my name is Robert. I've uh, been with Rejuvenator for four to five years. I'll have to check with HR to get that exact <laughs> number. But uh, I do customer service, wholesale, uh, street team, uh, sneaker, co- sneaker con type events. Uh, pretty much anything Steve wants me to do, I'll do it. Rob is a man of many talents. <clears throat> there you go. Uh, hey, fun fact, though. I don't know what I'm doing either.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. I've never so done a podcast, it together. So. Yeah, fuck. Hey, we're just having fun. I'll be honest. I had to catch a little buzz before today. So, How many chocolate squares you eat? <laughs> I had a full chocolate square. Yeah, so, it, you know, it is what it is. But I'm not condoning that for people, but for somebody who's 46 years old and really has never done this and doesn't really like to socialize that much, this is a, a challenge for me. So this is one of those things where I'm gonna be uncomfortable and we're gonna challenge the listeners to be uncomfortable and hopefully we see growth together. The biggest thing is uh, being comfortable,
1: being uncomfortable, would you say?
0: Correct, Be comf- Be yes, be comfortable being
1: uncomfortable. Prior to this, and obviously you've done YouTube videos, how would you say like public speaking, how much experience do you have doing that?
0: Zero, terrified. In school, like, are you not shake, one of those? I'll, my legs would shake to death, bro. Well, he is turning red and uh, sweating a little bit, but it is <laughs> it, a little hot over it here. It is hot, yeah, for sure. But that's okay. See, I can do this, I can just hang out and fucking shoot the shit. And that's right. what this is about, for sure. Yeah. So I'll introduce myself a little bit. My name again is Stephen Greer, own Rejuvenator. I've been doing that for about 12 years. Um, I won't get into my full story today just because that's a long conversation and I want to keep this somewhat light, but you know, I've been through some shit in my life. Um, I have a felony for, you know, selling marijuana. I've, I've, I've basically, my mom committed suicide when I was 17. Like I got a pretty deep story. Right. Um, and I have managed to beat the odds. So my license plate is defy the odds. Um, I, I really want to inspire people that may be going through something in their life or have hit a roadblock or a situation and they can listen to this and just have that extra gear, right? It takes an extra gear to do it and just push through whatever the fuck it is that you're thinking about. Um, so really that's where I'm going to leave mine. I'll let Rob kind of give you a little bit more touch on him. Yeah, of
1: course. So just when it comes to me defying the odds, I mean, I could have easily been a statistic. I mean, Steve knows a little bit about my backstory, but maybe not the fullest. Uh, I mean, I grew up with one of those kids in group homes, uh, you know, at the age of 14. Started, was in group homes. I ran away from those, lived with my friends, uh, slept under their bed. Their mom used to chase me out the house. I would climb out the window. I was 14 years old when I was put in my first group home, Uh, (laughs) ran away two weeks, uh, essentially got caught with the law. Uh, a lot of law issues as a juvenile, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Being a kid uh, in Phoenix, yeah. Arizona, I mean, I didn't have the best upbringing. As you can tell, obviously, I grew up in group homes. Yeah. I mean, I was one of those kids with holes in their shoes, and now I'm happy to say, you know, I got 50-plus sneakers in my collection. I love shoes, and I always feel like that might be the reason why I have such a passion for shoes, is just being one of those kids, you know, with holes in my sneakers, you know, not being able to have the nicest shoes, and if I did get some new shoes, they were from Payless. You know, they were some shacks from Walmart. You know, twelve dollars shoes or whatever my parents could afford, and uh, just seeing other kids with nice things uh, at a young age, it made me just—I I would hate to say envious, but how I, old are you now? I'm thirty years old. <clears throat> how old? Thirty.
0: Thirty. Young buck. I'm boy. catching up to you, Steve. What you Shit, mean? I'm forty-six, man. Shit, 30 years 30 old. So. okay.
1: But I am a young soul at heart, you know, a, a kid at spirit, always going to be that. Uh, again, just bringing back to my upbringings, you know, I didn't have the chance to be a kid. I had to grow up fast. But, you know, again, I'm, st- I'm still that kid at heart, be- probably because I had to grow up so fast. Again, group homes, uh, trouble with the law all the way until I was 18. <clears throat> the, the day I turned 18, I actually assigned my lease for my first apartment, and I told myself, you know, the first 18 years of my life, I didn't have no control over, but the next 18 is all in my hands and, you know, I'm just going to take it from there. So again, I feel like I, just the name of the bot, the podcast, I definitely defied the odds. I could have, you know, been in jail. I could have, you know, been doing drugs on the street, like unfortunately some of my friends, but you know, I just knew that I needed to
0: put my life in my own hands. So <clears throat> this is just leading into this again. We're just flowing, right? Cause I yeah. don't know what made you think when your friends were doing drugs a similar situation, when I grew up, I was the one that they would call a pussy because I wouldn't do drugs. And what made you, what do you think it is that avoided you from really going down that path?
1: Uh, I I think it was probably when I was about 11, 12 years old, I used to sell candy door to door through a company called teen ambition. And I just think that pretty much instilled like my work ethic and uh, made me just want nicer things. Again, I've seen kids with stuff, you know, it made me want that stuff. My parents couldn't afford it, so I had to apply myself and get that stuff. So I really think, again, just being at a young age, uh, learning the value of a dollar uh, and what it could do for you and what I wanted to do for me, pretty much put my head on a swivel. I, I was that kid uh, in, uh, you know, middle school, high school, I would sell you a pack of gum. I'll sell you a single slice of gum
0: and then (laughs) make you buy another one. But why wouldn't you engage in the drug?
1: Well, I mean, I did smoke and drink, you know, again, I smoked marijuana. You know, I drank, hung out on the block with my boys. You know, I got a minor consumption when I was 14 years old. There's
0: levels. Like I I did the same. I started drinking when I was 15. I didn't really smoke weed all that often. Um, But what made you go like hard? cuz I got friends that went hard, right? And yeah, I just yeah. I just never did that. What what do you think it was that made you not go that route? Was it I was like- probably a pussy like you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, I'll tell you, one of the reasons that I didn't do it is one, my mom smoked weed the whole time I grew up and I fucking hated it, right? And I didn't understand, I'm a kid. Um when I was 15, I moved in with my dad and he I realized very soon that he was addicted to crack cocaine and I saw what it did to him and I'm like there's no fucking way that I'm going to let that happen to me. That that was no, what, I feel you. that's what kept it kept me from like going down that rabbit hole because I'm telling you for many 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 years hanging out we'd go out every goddamn night, we'd go out on the weekends and all my boys would <laughs> do cocaine the whole time and I'm like and I didn't understand it. So I, I ended up trying it when I was 25, but I didn't really care for it. Thank fucking for sure. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, Man, that's I, I'm 30 years
1: old. So there, there is that age gap. You brought up crack cocaine. Obviously, that wasn't a popular drug growing up. You know, meth, you know, yep, G yep. Yeah, 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 was yeah. the drug, of, not the drug of choice, but the street drug that people were doing. Like I said, I, I lived with one of my friends under his bed. Uh, two brothers you know one's name was, was Hernan, best friend met known him since I was in third grade and then his older brother which who was a g-head you know he was the gangster on the block that you know he would everyone everyone her, yeah. knew him everyone yeah. knew who he was and I just seen him kind of kind of idolize him like oh he's a gangster yeah. just to see how he turned you know to Essentially, he was a crackhead, you know, first it was people fast. Yeah. First people in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. yeah, He's a G. He's a G to. Oh, no, he's a fucking G head. You know, so and I just seen the evolution of that. And that just just wasn't something for me. You know, like I was I I consider myself a pretty boy. I wanted to party, you know, hang out with (laughs) women. Those type of drugs didn't attract women. You you know, just wrong path. And uh, just definitely steered away from anything heavier than, you know, marijuana, you know, and
0: a little bit of alcohol. Well, good for you. Good for you. So one of the things that I wanted to do with this first episode is since we're being uncomfortable, we've never done this. I don't really like to socialize all that much. I have to have a little buzz, to be honest, a little social lubricant. What I want to challenge you guys with is doing something uncomfortable with us. And in a year, I'm going to commit to doing this podcast at least for a year. And I want you to do something uncomfortable starting with us today. doesn't matter if you listen to this in six months or a year from now. Start doing something. Listen to the podcast. And then I want to invite some people onto the podcast that have done something to challenge themselves and be uncomfortable with us. And I just want to hear how it's changed their life. Because one of the last times I was really uncomfortable was when I started Rejuvenator. So I'm a high school dropout. I quit paying attention to school when I was probably fucking 12, to be honest with you. Um, Started selling weed at a a young age. My dad used to be a trafficker, and I used to go steal weed out of his stash and sell it to my buddies and shit when I was like 14, 15. And I kept doing that on and on and on and on for many, many years. I never got arrested until I was about 32, the day Michael Jackson died, however old I was. Um, I got arrested for intent to distribute and trafficking and got in some trouble. Um, and really what that sparked, though, was my back was against the wall and I needed to do something else with my life because I went to jail and I'm like, this is not the fucking spot. Fuck this place. I don't belong here. I don't ever want to come back to this shithole, right? So, How long were you there for? Not very long. Luckily, because I would never been arrested in my entire life, the judge was like, since you're 30, thirty, just I'm in my thirties, right? Early thirties. Yeah, <clears throat> He's you like, OR'd, essentially,
1: huh? You Oard. You went there, saw the judge, and they let you out, or did you do a couple days?
0: Oh no, no, no! So, oh, that's a whole nother story, bro. So <laughs> my dad has been arrested multiple times, so he played the system. So, long story short, I pretended like I was going to help them get a bigger fish, right? Because they don't care about me. What the fuck? get 15 pounds of kind bud. They could care less about that. <clears throat> so I just pretended I'm, I kept working the system. I'm like, Oh, so you tell me I get to leave and all I got to do is, you know, and when I find something hook, like tell you about it. And so they let me go that day. <clears throat> and then I contacted an attorney and the attorney's like, just cut off all communication with them. They're either going to drop it or they're going to file. So a year later, maybe, maybe less, I started getting certified letters in the mail mm-hmm. and I looked and I basically had a warrant. I missed court. I didn't go. So I basically went down, came to Phoenix because I'm from Tucson and went through the system and basically got one month in jail. I applied for work furlough. So luckily I was. A couple in, hours, you eight hours yeah. on essentially. So I did like, went in. Bad mistake. If you ever have to spend a night in jail, do not go party the night before <laughs> because. Jail's not the spot. It's not comfortable. It sucks. And with the fucking hangover, don't do that. So, was this Tent City at the time or no? So, I was in Tent City for a month. Yeah, basically. So, I got summertime, wintertime. It was. I mean, that tells a lot. Summertime, it was getting
1: cold. Okay. So yeah, because nighttime was. Yeah. Night,
0: nighttime was fucking cold. <clears throat> but I worked the system and I was able to, I basically. Paid somebody to tell him I work for him, so I got to get out. I went to the gym, so it wasn't a totally bad experience. It, it could have been much worse, but it was enough for me to say, "Fuck this place! I never want to come back." Right? Moral of the story: Don't sell drugs, kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, <clears throat> so I forgot where I was going with that, but either way, we want we're gonna we're doing something uncomfortable here, and we want you to join us on the journey. So, um, what else, what else would we want to talk about?
1: Well, I mean, I could just speak a little bit on being uncomfortable. I would say talking, you know, I don't feel uncomfortable talking. So I feel like if you're doing this, makes you uncomfortable. I need to do something that makes me uncomfortable. And, uh, personally I'm not the biggest reader. So I definitely feel like in this next year I want to have at least two books read. Okay. You know, i again, I'm not the biggest reader. But, you know, reading uh, some books, if anyone wants to recommend some books to me, feel free. Uh, you can send me a DM at prettyboy.rob on Instagram. Again, I would love to uh, your suggestions. Steve, off the rip, I know you are an avid reader. I mean, As of recently, uh,
0: if you f- want to recommend some books, definitely feel free. I, I'm always... Uh, I'll give you some books. <clears throat> yeah, I got some good books. I mean, I wish I read more. Unfortunately, it's just, I'm not, again... I didn't graduate high school. I probably have a little dyslexia. So, so when you
1: say you read a book, you're listening to the
0: audiobook. No, no, I've read books. Oh, read books. Yeah, 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 no. I mean, I, again, though, it's like, how much of it do you retain? That's the challenge that I have. Like, sometimes I got to read a book fucking six times before I get it. For sure. So, um, but I do think that's v- super valuable. When I started the business, again, oh, that's where I was going with that, is making yourself uncomfortable I basically didn't watch TV. I I had a focus, right? And nothing outside of that focus, I was entertaining at all. So, wasn't partying, wasn't drinking, wasn't doing anything. All I did was focus on this business because... I knew that I only had a couple options, right? So being from Tucson, being a high school dropout, having a felony, Mm -hmm. you can't do fucking shit. They make it impossible for you to do anything after you have a felony record. So I either start my own business or I sell cars, basically, or I go back to doing what I was doing before. So I engaged in a couple different businesses. One of the businesses I first started or was thinking about starting, actually, which is a funny story, is a, I'm thinking of easy businesses to start and I'm like oh I could do a carpet cleaning business right so I went to the <clears throat> I went to the carpet cleaning place where they sell the the uh the uh, equipment and shit. And one of the guys came in and he was talking about how he just cleaned up some dude that committed suicide and blew his brains all over the place. And I fucking walked right (laughs) out of there. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not doing that. that. No, hell no. I I don't care how much money you pay me. There's no fucking chance. I'm doing that shit. So one night when I was cleaning shoes to sell on eBay, I had been using this process where I put shoes in a pillowcase and after the pillowcase, <clears throat> after you put it in the washing machine, it was, it took like 15 minutes to untie the knot because the knot got so tight on the pillowcase after going through the washing machine that I'm like, how come there is an easier way to do this? And I was doing this on like mesh running shoes and, you know, certain shoes. Um, and so basically I'm like, man, there's gotta be an easier way to do this. I started doing research and realized that there was nothing on the market for a sneaker laundry system like to put your shoes in the washing machine which I've been doing for like 15 years um, and it works so well like you, you put a shoe tree in you put it in the washing machine and it comes out perfectly formed and super deep clean <clears throat> and so really I just started working on it and I remember um, one of my good friends Akio who still works for me today um, it was his 30th birthday and he's going to be 46 I think he's going to be 47. Um, maybe it wasn't his 30th birthday. But either way, I threw this thing. We, we He went to the W for his birthday a long time ago. And I basically threw this bag with shoe trees on his bed at his hotel room. And I'm like, this is what's going to do it. And really just started working on it, man. so... Being uncomfortable, I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never ordered a product. I'd never started a business. I'd never done anything like that. So, really, I had to put myself out there. I basically grabbed my nuts, ordered products from China, and really just took it baby steps. Baby steps here, baby steps there. Um, Over the course of the first year, I think I submitted my uh, application to Shark Tank. They actually called me back. I almost freaked the fuck out. Um, But after reading through the contract, they don't accept people to have felonies. So another roadblock, but yeah, so I basically told him, Hey, I got a felony and he's like, just submit it anyway. But at the end of the day, they weren't, you know, they're, they're not working with people with felonies, which is unfortunate because I got a great story. Right. So, um, but at the end of the day, just, this is uncomfortable for me. And I think where magic happens is being uncomfortable so, we're going to continue to push ourselves. Rob's going to push himself. He's going to read a little bit more. I'm going to keep doing podcasts, which is super uncomfortable for me. And, you know, we'll hope Well, together. I do got
1: an un- uncomfortable question for you sure. related to your business. Obviously, you know, American Dream, everyone wants their own business. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're saying, you know, you got to spend some money to make some money. Yep. What was your initial investment to start Rejuvenator? Was it 10 grand, 5 grand? I mean, obviously we're going to start a carpet business. It might be a little bit different of that initial <clears throat> investment, but that's just a question I've always had in my head. Of is course. like, I want to start a business. How much <clears throat> money do I need to start a business to get a patent, to get products from China? Like what's a, you could go throw, throw a number out there. You could throw the actual number, just
0: give yeah, someone yeah. some feedback. You I know, got, who wants to start a business? I got nothing to hide. Um, the business started with about 10 grand initially. Um, that's a story in itself too. But the business I started with ten grand, and then over the you know the the next year or so, I went to some buddies and hit them up um, and got some extra money. So it didn't ten grand does not last very long. But I got some loans from people, and
1: so the ten grand (coughs) was just the initial
0: inventory, not including ten grand was design, build a website. So I think a website back then cost like twenty five hundred bucks, dude, which is. Crazy because now they're like twenty five to forty grand.
1: Yeah, yeah, for some dope ass uh, websites. I mean, in. we're
0: building a new website. We're set website right now that's like twenty So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how. I mean, you're talking twelve years. That's that's a big difference. Um, <clears throat> so built a website. Um, I probably ordered some packaging with that. We did some graphic design, just built the brand, came up with the name. The name is another thing because I used to rap back in the day. So when I was coming up with names, I'm like, I want it to, I wanted to describe what it does. And basically it rejuvenates shoes. It rejuvenates. Correct. Yeah. So I looked up words that, that, explained what this thing, what this kit did, and Rejuvenate was one of them, and I'm like, Rejuvenate, Rejuvenator. And I thought it was fucking corny as fuck, to be honest with you at first, but every person I gave it to... I love the play on words. Yeah, Loving, yeah. they're they're like, dude, that's the name. That's mm-hmm. what you got to go with. So, um, again, just being able to roll with the punches and baby steps, like,
1: you have so to... So your
0: first PO, how many units was it? First PO? I... I my buddies? What do you mean?
1: No, like I mean, you're, did you order
0: twenty kits, boxing? No, and no. Kits? Okay, so my first, my Your I, first purchase, I ordered order. a, thousand a thousand kits. kits a it's the minimum that I could order for. Because keep in mind, I ordered shipping tubes that I labeled myself. I did the bags myself. I laced the bags. I didn't sew them, but I laced the bags. I imprinted, I logoed them. Um, the shoe trees, same thing, like. Everything was done by hand, filled the bottles for fucking years. So we did a thousand to start and it probably took me two and a half years to sell the thousand. Oh, wow. So but was that profit or or at what point did rejuvenator
1: start making profit? Because obviously they typical (sighs) business, don't they say about two and a half
0: years to make your initial investment back plus some? Yeah. So really what happened is I was a one man act. Right. had no idea what I was doing. And really just trying everything. I didn't know what to do. So, um, and I'm a little older. So really when it started getting going was when Rob joined the team. And I I used to sell him weed back in the day. And our, you know, my girlfriend and his girlfriend that he was dating were friends. So that's how I met him. And I'm like, bro, he was weighing more into sneakers than me. Like I just, I always had a lot of sneakers, like 50 pairs, but I wasn't, sneakerhead. I didn't know the history. Like I'm from Tucson. I don't I didn't know. I'm old too. I'm a yeah, little yeah. bit I'm a little bit too old. So he was really in the game and once we started working together and I had some help and he started coming up with ideas like Instagram, as soon as we started going heavy on Instagram is when we started seeing some traction. So we basically would pay. They used to have these dollar posts that you could sell shoes on like a page you'd have a page like a dollar page where everyone would just sell their shoes on this page and they'd pay the guy that owned the page a dollar to like post their shit and so we started advertising there that was like our first advertising what was the name of the page there. do you remember nah. it was 10 years ago plus well, yeah probably 11 years ago 11 years so but we did that on a few pages and then Um, Sneaker News, we actually paid. This is when I was like, okay, we got something here. We paid Sneaker News $1,000 for one post. And this was in, I mean, probably 2013 maybe, so pretty early. Um, And as soon as we did that, we gained like 15,000 followers probably. And our sales went from maybe a hundred dollars a day to like $300 a day. And that was consistent or did it? And it was consistent. So from that moment on, we're doing 300 bucks a day, which isn't much. Right. But, um, to us, it felt like crazy because it's new. You know, you go from making little to nothing a day. to $300 a day yeah, and it stays, it sticks. So we keep, we just keep working it. Right. And we keep getting in. We'd started doing our own videos and, um, Basically, that's when it started. When we started making money was probably three and a half years after I started the business. Um, I didn't pay myself probably for four and a half. Uh, I brought on Rob and then Fran was our third employee and then Akil. Um, We ended up moving to Phoenix. So Tucson, we started the business, realized that Tucson was not the spot we needed to get out of there. So we moved up to Phoenix. We all lived in the same house. Um, and basically those are the, we all lived together. It was me, Rob, Fran, Akil. Um, luckily I met my wife now, uh, back then because I could leave the house. Those motherfuckers wanted to party and <laughs> do their thing and hop in the hot tub and, you know, and I was, you know, working from home and living at the house. Is challenging, right? Like you want a little separation. You were doing all
1: fulfillment there. Film in there I, I would imagine every everything. Well, everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: We'll we'll share some photos at some point. Um, For sure. Yeah, but it was honestly that was the most fun, and the journey is like part of the thing. Like now it's an actual business where there's responsibilities and got multiple employees, and just the level of responsibility has increased so much that it's not as fun as it was when you're trying to get there right and trying to grow it yeah, and, yeah. and grind um so it's just changed it's it's evolved so
1: yeah i mean yeah, you keep mentioning the name he's all, another person that we would love to have on the podcast talk about uh, him being uncomfortable yeah, leaving yeah. his jobs to help his <laughs> buddy pursue you know his career you know in his business so yeah and any,
0: anyone that can deal with me for fucking 15 years is pretty pretty solid yeah because that can be
1: challenging to deal with with that being said, uh, obviously you talk about that drive. Do you see yourself starting anything else in the c- coming future? Again, just to get you back to that grassroot feeling, that drive, that yeah, wanting to get it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have another idea that I want to do. I just don't, uh, you know, I'm a full believer that y- you can't do too many things at once if you want to be successful. <clears throat> so really, I don't have the time or energy to dive into that yet but i do have an idea for an app that i've been wanting to do for a long time that i think would kill it and it's something that i would use it's the same thing like Rejuvenator is something that i used i came up with just to create a better way to do things to clean shoes and this idea that i have is an app that i would use daily because i need the help like, all right
1: well i got an idea for an app i'm going to pitch it to you Kay. shark tank style let me know if you're trying to invest into my app. So the app is called <laughs> Wingman. Okay. So ideally, it's an app for, you know, let's say... Are you say, sure
0: you want to put this out there? What if someone steals your idea? Hey, they do, they do. Okay, uh, I'm gonna cool. Come, I'm going to come for them. Right. But
1: hopefully, you're going to buy my app. So basically, yeah, it's called Wingman. It's ideally to help you be... A, there's there's two points for the app, you know. It's ideally designed to help you be a wingman. You know, I feel like... Uh, Text game is half the battle when it comes to talking to women, okay. and uh, there's some people out there that may not be as smooth as others. Okay, unfortunately, I am blessed with the gift of gab, <laughs> so I I know how to make a woman smile, okay. and I, you know, and I've talked to plenty of girls. I mean, I've worked in the strip club industry for a good portion of you know my adult life, and they told me that they they'll get a guy's number and they're losers. They yeah. don't know how to entertain oh, them. I, I they know. can't keep them entertained for so long. And yeah. I think again, that is a Something that I feel like a, an individual yeah, yeah. might be willing to, see, oh, let me get some pickup lines. Let me get some advice. Yeah. So, again, there's two portions. One, to help you be a wingman. Okay. But then you could pay for the premium service. I'm
0: adjusting my mic here. here.
1: Again, the premium service is more for the scumbags. Okay. You know, the guys that have multiple <laughs> women and they need to entertain all these women without getting caught. So, they could pay for the premium service twenty nine ninety five a month and essentially... Pass along and let someone else do the dirty work. Text these females. Oh, keep Jesus them entertained Christ. while they have their main squeeze. They could essentially log into this app when they feel like it and look at the messages, maybe take over. So would
0: this be AI that, that is messaging them?
1: No, I, I starting, I think maybe I think
0: AI, AI could. But yeah. again, you have to
1: learn from it. The, the AI has to learn. So you need to have a solid two to three admin, you know, men and females essentially being admin day to day, taking over these conversations. So starting again, it would be admin based, you know, you're, I don't know how many people are going to sign up for my app. You know, I'm hoping two people one day till it gets put on shark tank. And then, you know, you never know, probably not shark tank, but it gets, you know, publicized some type of way. And now more people want the app, more scumbags want (laughs) to talk to their side chick in peace and not have Uh, to worry about uh, their wife yeah. catching him up you I, know like I, they'll pay 29.95 to entertain the sancha
0: i can just picture some dude with 10 bitches that he's got one through 10 all their names and is just sending them all the same message um, and i'll be real i was one of those scumbags that texts. well again i wasn't dating
1: anyone but i text multiple females all at once And they were getting the same line.
0: And I I was evolving. Like, if if it worked for one, it's going to work for the next girl. I've never done that, but my buddies have done that, too. Like, if it
1: works for one girl, it's going to work for the next girl. And then you just evolve. Obviously, your game, you know, I'm 30 years old, so I have a solid 12 years of game in me. (laughs) And I I have a a cousin who has even better game than me. So if it was me and him, plus, let's say,
0: females, you know, females got more game than all of us. So it's interesting that you're talking about that, and this mic is just fucking with me. But... um, Hold on. It's just sagging a little bit. Um, My app idea is similar but different. So it's more on the how to appreciate and... How can I explain this without giving it away? How can you appreciate your significant other and, like, be a better partner? Okay.
1: I can see it in my head. My head is going. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it's funny because they could probably live somewhere in the same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My service just costs
1: a lot more than his. Yeah, okay. But, yeah, another option, you know, it's like, it's a... a third party. So three people could be on the conversation. Obviously the admin, the per, the guy texting, I let's say, and then the girl. So it hits you with two options, a or B. Do you want to say this? Or do you want to say that? And then from there he hits a, that a message gets sent. She gets a response. Now there are two other messages pop up. Like after she responds, now you have these two things you can say, depending on how big of a simp you want to be.
0: Yeah. I think AI could do it all. I think so too. I don't think you need any admin in there at all. Yeah.
1: Well, how, how much are uh, you mind my business for? <laughs> um,
0: well, if I knew anything about an app, then we could talk. But unfortunately, I know nothing about apps. I mean, so. there would probably be a Maker <clears throat> app. There would be. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So once I learn and I build mine, then we have a conversation. Hopefully nobody steals your idea. Hey, don't steal that. We're coming for you. I think it's pretty good. Already
1: got the patent. Don't trip.
0: Um, What else should we talk about? Is there any sneaker releases since this is, you know, we... Kind of, or in the sneaker business. Sneaker I mean, the industry. top two
1: sneakers that I could think of. Uh, I mean, sneakers I dropped over the weekend. The uh, Reimagined threes. Did you try for those? No,
0: I didn't because the quality issues are... Quality, crazy, horrible. Crazy, right? We yeah. bought some early and I thought they were fake for sure because the quality was just so terrible, but... Were they U-sizes
1: or were this a full-grown size?
0: Were, they were U-sizes.
1: Because that's one thing I've noticed about Jordan Brand is... Uh, I got a girlfriend, so I buy her a lot, all of her shoes, essentially... And the quality for her sneakers compared to mine, it's like they just don't care. Huh. One, it could be just because they know kids are getting the shoes and kids are just gonna beat up their shoes, you know what I'm saying? Do they really care about a little paint chipping? Uh but yeah, I, I don't know. But one thing I, I what I think a lot about Jordan lately, it's kinda like like your wife or not your wife, your girlfriend, you know. You're gonna love them regardless. No matter, no matter oh, their flaws, yeah, you're going to yeah. love them regardless. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. that's what it is with Jordans. They know they can put a yeah, crap yeah. product out. 100%. People are still going to buy. Yep. They don't care. So they yeah. could now they're probably paying for quality control. They said, fuck quality control. We're just going to put these on the market, and they're going to sell. People are going to go to this app and buy it regardless. They're going to sell out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would agree. They're relying on their brand for 100%. Um, I think what happens probably is they do some runs. They're like, fuck these do we eat this cost or we just put them out on the market and they're just putting it out and they just put it out. Like at the end of the day, people are buying it. I mean, people are talking shit all over the internet, but people are still buying them. I mean, they're dope. The reimagined threes. Yeah. I like them. I tried for
1: my size. I didn't get, I got some for my girl. They actually came in the mail today and I'm looking at this quality. I'm looking at the quality and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, That's why so, it's so hard to even authenticate a shoe nowadays. If Nike's gonna put this as their quality, like how can you compare a, a fake shoe versus a real one? It's it's yeah, a fine line I, nowadays.
0: I, trust me, I agree. Yeah. I mean, people walk
1: up to me all the time and say, "Hey, can you authenticate these shoes?" And I say, "No, yeah, like yeah. I, I don't work for Nike. I don't work for Adidas. I didn't go to school to know what passed their quality standards. I mean, there could be
0: fakes. That yeah. well, it's funny because I we obviously own a sneaker store next door too, so our, our corporate office here where that's where we're doing this podcast and um, we have a retail store that's called mini worlds and yesterday i never were i own the store but i never work over there right so but we're short some people so i was over there and people were coming in to sell some shoes and i'm looking at shoes and i got no fucking idea yeah, so real so you know i basically did my due diligence i looked through some things and did my research and they all seemed legit. But at the end of the day, I'm not, you know, I'm not an authenticator. I've got no clue really. So that's why I kind of stay out of there. And the thing about like the people who work for these big companies, I'm not going to say their names, but who authenticate shoes. Yeah. How do they know? Yeah. yeah, 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 Like, you know, like it's, does it look cool? It smells good. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some leading indicators probably that, that, they can tell, but some are so good that, I mean, good luck. For sure. Yeah, it's same factory, same people making them. So I mean, the factory right next door. Yeah. Essentially. Like, yeah. It could be the same factory. It might not even be next
1: door. It's just after hours. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the other thing, sneaker I could think of, obviously those threes, very popular sneaker. A lot of people deemed it early sneaker of the year. Don't think that's going to happen because of the quality. Yep. But uh, another sneaker that's, you know, fresh in my mind are the S.B. Fours, have you seen those? Are you familiar yes. with that sneaker? <clears throat>
0: the, the green, yeah, the green yeah, with yeah. the gray. Those are those look pretty dope. Yeah, I haven't seen them in person, but
1: I mean, yeah, I haven't. But what is your thoughts other than this dope? You got any hot takes on that shoe? Would you wear it? Are you passing on it?
0: Are you going to try for it on sneakers? I don't try for shoes anymore because I never fucking win, and I don't like losing, so I just stopped trying. To be honest with you, um, it's got to be a very specific shoe for me to go for it. Um I won't go out of my way to get that sneaker only because it's green and I don't wear a lot of green. But I think it's dope. So you know, if maybe if Mini Worlds does a shirt that would match, I would go ahead and you know pick up. I mean, you already up. got one, right? The
1: staff T-shirt. Yeah, I got some green. A little in different, it. a little different color, but
0: yeah, I mean, I think they're dope. I like them.
1: Yeah, personally, I'm a fan. I, I don't really know the difference. What makes it an SB? That's why I really want to see it in hand and compare yeah, it yeah. to just a regular, like a bread four. I hope it just doesn't is, have a thick-ass tongue. It doesn't. At <laughs> least from the images I've seen, it doesn't look like it has a thick tongue. I mean, I've heard comfort. It's just, you know, a, a better insole designed yeah. for your skating and, you know, impact when you're doing tricks. But I don't really know what makes it an SB other than the fat Nike SB on it or, uh, yeah, material. They are dropping this weekend uh, locally. I'm going to try Manor. Going to try from them.
0: I mean, uh, I got the plug in man, bro. Hey, let me know. Size yeah. nine and a half. Uh, I mean, uh. geez, remind me. Yeah. Yes,
1: sir. Hey, oh, off the record, off the record, y'all didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. But yeah, those are the top sneakers I could think of. Uh, but in the past, I mean, was it super trendy, the big red boot? What are your thoughts on that sneaker?
0: Oh, come on, man. I, w- I would never wear he, he said, I'm 47 years old. What I look yeah, like wearing those? I, I would never wear those things. I mean, they're interesting. I'll give them that. Like, they did a good job. I think it's interesting, and I see why people are interested in them, and they're kind of, you know, doing their thing. But I, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, my whole thing is I think they definitely marketed it right, got it to the yeah. right people to promote, made that hype. But then once I seen they opened a draw where you can just go to the website and uh, put it in. I I backed off. I said, wait a minute. So, obviously, now on StockX, they were like a 1,000 plus, let's just say. But no one had them except these influencers. Yeah. But now they just opened the market for anyone to essentially, you know, you can apply and you could, like a draw, essentially. You put your information and put your credit card information, and if you hit, you win. And it takes eight weeks for you to get the shoe or for them just to process
0: it. So, basically... Pre-selling. Yeah, they're pre-selling. So, I'm like,
1: how many people... They it's limited yeah. now, but once I put it in, I pay $300 for this yeah. and the shoe comes to me. Like, is it still going to be worth a thousand dollars or is it going to be worth 500? It ain't going to be worth a thousand. It I'm ain't going to be worth a thousand. That's yeah. why I said, you know what? I wouldn't wear the shoe. I would only get it yeah. because I saw that resale yeah. value. It's- but when I seen it was open for 10 hours and anyone can essentially win, I was a little skeptical. Uh, the dude who works next door Donovan he hit on two, two. pairs. Yeah, I know. So that's why I was like, yo, I'm glad I didn't. Cause obviously seeing him hit on two pairs, it just makes it seem like they're just mass producing them yeah. and they market it correct. Now they're, Filling up silicone or however they're made. They're just, day and night, they're pumping out these sneakers to fulfill 50,000, 100,000, how many people entered. I'm sure a lot of people entered, again, because of that hype.
0: Smart business, though. You don't got to, you basically sell what you sell. Yeah, you you produce what you sell at the end of the day, so you got no liability. No
1: liability, yeah. And they they knew how many they can essentially fulfill. They let people jump in, uh, try to get them, and then they, they essentially... Produced a whole shit ton load.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: I'm I'm still curious. I don't even think they hit the, as of this recording the podcast, I don't even think people got their orders yet. So once they start going, I'm excited or just interested in, like, well, how much are they going for? Like, as soon as people start getting them, because I'm sure people are getting them with the whole intent to, I'm going to resell this for $1,000. But now everyone has them trying to sell. Obviously, the way stocks and, you know, the market works, you know, more people have them, the less they're going to be going for. So. Very curious to see on how much that shoe is going to go once, you know, the hype settles down and everyone has their sneaker.
0: Anything else coming up that you're excited about or no?
1: I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anything at the moment. I know they got some uh, Air Max that are dropping, some corduroy ones. You see those? Yep. It's kind of like a blue and yellow. You know, it reminds me of some Sean Witherspoons, but, you know, on a one yep, instead yep. of uh the, the 97s. I'm
0: a, I'm a huge Air Max one fan. I'm wearing them right now. So, yeah.
1: So, I mean, th- those are kind of interesting, I like, but, uh, you know, Air Max Day is around the corner. It is. Nike always does something, you know, on the 26th and uh, drops some type of Air Max. So, haven't heard of it yet, what's coming out, but I'm excited to see that as well.
0: Awesome. Well, how long have we been at it? What do you think? Uh,
1: 42 sec- uh, minutes in counting. 42 minutes in counting.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. What? Let me, let me look at my notes here as we're going through this because, uh, again, this is our first one and... Never done it before. I think we've touched on most of the stuff. Um, let's see. Anything you want to get off your chest? Um, anything that you know has been bothering you lately? That you just like, man, I need to fucking let this shit out and release some some stress. Anything? Not really, but I mean, I was just on a little vacation. I went
1: glamping with my girlfriend, so that was definitely a cool experience. How was that? Uh, I mean, it was six hours to get there. Where'd you go? Uh, So it was called a small town called Cane Beds, which was like Colorado City, if you're familiar with where that's at, straight up north, literally 10 minutes away from Utah. How was it? Uh, Glamping was a cool experience. You know, uh, we had an awesome tent. It rained one of the nights, so pretty much couldn't do anything at nighttime, just stayed in our tent. But we did make the drive out to Zion National Park. Have you been? No. Highly recommend it. It's okay. pretty much like Sedona on crack. Really? Yeah. There's the uh, Red Cannons, both sides. Uh, the city right before it, just a beautiful city. The architecture there, so uh, a beautiful town for sure. And then if you're into hiking or anything outdoors, you know, there's so many different trails. We didn't even get to half of them. You know, We just did you know about two hours of hiking, and then we uh, did an hour on horseback's. And just drove, uh, not drove, but rode the horses, uh, saw the scenery. Uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday, so it was definitely a cool experience for both of us. A good bonding experience.
0: How long have you been with this new girl?
1: About it. It was our year. An- so okay. it was our one-year anniversary, and then uh, the day after her birthday. So I pretty much, I was smart with it. I was like, two in one. You get one <laughs> there, gift.
0: There you go. That's a good one, though. So were they the canvas, like brown canvas tents? Yep. Okay. So it was pretty
1: much on like a wooden dock yep, upstairs. stairs. Yep, yep. A uh, canvas tent, uh, you know, maybe a queen-size bed yep, yep. with heating pads. You know, it's outdoors, yeah. uh, close to Utah. So I thought it was going to be a lot colder, but, you know, it was 40 degrees that night, which was manageable with a heater in the tent.
0: I did that uh, with my daughter um, up north, more towards uh, Grand Canyon.
1: I mean, you can't get no more norther than I was. Well, just different. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You, well, you're kind of more, uh, you were going northeast, Straight north.
1: You look on the map; it's like north west, maybe, because Page is way over here. It was, you know, yeah, but more straight west. up north
0: is Flagstaff. So you didn't. We
1: passed Flagstaff. Oh. We drove right through Flagstaff. Did you go on the forty though and go right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's northeast. I
1: mean, he knows more about geology than I do. I honestly. mean, not probably <laughs>
0: not much, but I do know that. Yeah, straight north, you'd keep going like towards. Vegas or Utah or something.
1: I mean, we was again, 10 minutes away from Utah. Okay. Colorado city. And then uh hurricane <clears throat> Utah was like the next so, year. So where'd you meet this girl? Have we met this girl? Yeah. Yeah. I brought her to a company party. Okay. I think, uh, we I were probably dating
0: for like three, four months. I kind of we, vaguely remember. When I took yeah. her to the Christmas party. Where'd you meet her? Tinder. That's understandable though. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah. nowadays, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I work a lot. Uh, this rejuvenator isn't my only job. I work nights Which as well. So, I mean, so we, why her? Cause she responded to my message.
0: <laughs> no, nah, she, she, she she holds yeah. it down, man. She uh yeah. she's
1: a super dope chick. That's love. Uh, holds it down, and I I like to say she balances me. You know, I'm way up here, and you know she levels me out. That's cool. Bring, brings me back back to earth. You know, puts up with my obnoxious personality. You know, and uh, Yin to my Yang, you can say. Cool. Love it. Same same with me. Yeah. What about you though? Anything on your chest? Anything you want to get out?
0: No, nah, I mean you know. Uh, f- Business has been challenging, but it, it, it is what it is. You just got to roll with the punches. And Did you want
1: to touch, uh, based on that one, or maybe the next podcast, get a little deeper
0: yeah, into, we'll you get know,
1: Reshovenator in the last few years, how it's nah, been going? Well,
0: we'll t- it's just because we're approaching an hour, I'd say let's do that another time. But, you know, yeah, last year was a challenge. So this year we're just trying to make some changes and, you know, adjust and kind of go from there. So, um
1: well, I feel like with the start of this podcast, you know, still the beginning of the year, I think it's all uphill from here. Yeah. I mean,
0: I had fun. I thought this was uh, a good time. I think this would be almost beneficial mentally, too, just to fucking shoot the shit and get some shit off our get chest. Get off your and chest, and for yeah, for sure. yeah. Instead of just holding it in, because I tend to do that very. Uh, I tend to do that a lot. Just See, I'm the shit. opposite. If I got something oh, really? to mama say, I just speak it, I, yeah, I let yeah. it be known. I'm. I'm I'm the opposite and I kind of hold shit in, which isn't good for you. But
1: it's um, not, but um again, double-edged sword, like say saying it. too much can get you in trouble yeah, as well. And well, I think that's sometimes course. I just speak my shit. If I got to say something, I'm going to say it without a filter, unfortunately yeah. sometimes. So I think it can again,
0: which is interesting. You gotta find a balance. Because <clears throat> culture index, people that have heard of it, maybe probably most people haven't, but we use culture index in the business and we're both the same Traits. You're a philosopher. I'm a philosopher. I'm just much more extreme than you are, I think, if I'm remembering your patterns. I don't there.
1: remember that. I just know mine said uh, I have low energy, so I need a lot of breaks. So if you see me walking around the office,
0: <laughs> I'm taking a mental break. The cultural index said I, I do remember that, but I'm the
1: same. So that's OK.
0: Yeah. So but I,
1: that doesn't in my opinion, it doesn't affect my work. I think I definitely No. Feel like if I get something I'm, done. I, need I mean, to I'll
0: done. be honest, Rob, you're a great employee. You know what I mean? You've you've been with us. You're one of the guys that's just ride or die. Like, whatever is needed, you're down to do it. There's no bitching involved. Like, those are the teammates you need if you want to win. Like, you need people that are just down to do it and just not worry so much about what they're getting out of it every single time and really just to be a team player. So, um you know, thank you for being that yeah, team player. I appreciate that.
1: Wingman app coming soon, featuring us, yeah, Steve <laughs> and Robert yeah.
0: Bedell. I mean, I'm telling you, that's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Uh, with that being said, we probably can just uh, get out of here shortly. Let's go ahead and just recap. You want to recap exactly what we talked about, what they should look, uh, what they should be expecting
0: coming forward. Um. Really, I don't know. I'd be lying. I would say that you'd get more, some more of this shooting the shit and just discussing topics uh, as needed and just discussing business, what's going on in our lives and, you know, and really kind of promoting challenging yourself and really just following us on some, you know, journeys that we're, we're setting out and some goals we're setting out and we want you guys to do the same thing. So really, again, one of my goals is to tell my story and inspire people that may not think that they can do something or if they've had some bad luck or they dealt bad cards that that's not the end and they 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 don't really need to um give up like really they can they can push through that shit and have a good life so
1: for sure obviously this is powered by Rejuvenator, but don't expect us to talk to you on how to clean your shoes if you want to check that out Go follow us on
0: YouTube. 100%. I don't even want to promote the brand on this podcast, to be honest with you, um, because I don't want it to seem like that's why we're doing it. I just really wanted to start a podcast because I listen to podcasts. Um, I think that there's a lot of benefit that if I can provide telling our story and really just doing things and, and, and presenting challenges and if anyone can be inspired to me that's really the goal of this podcast is to inspire people and you know uh, hopefully improve people's lives. I mean as
1: a human being that's probably the greatest thing you can do for another human being is to really inspire them and change their life in one way or another hopefully in a beneficial way.
0: Yeah, and even if it's just a little like It's baby steps, man. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah, really, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode, episode double zero of Defy the Odds, life, business, sneakers, and whatever else we want to fucking talk about. Um, And we're just committed to being real and honest and open um, during these conversations, and I think that's what people want to hear, so... Uh, anything else you want to talk about during this last podcast? or Should we call it a night?
1: I think we can go ahead and call it a night. But before we do that, uh, just go ahead and get, them get to social to get media pass. so they know where to follow you at.
0: Mine's Reshuvenator on Instagram. Um, I'm not that active, so don't expect a lot of posts from me. And
1: you guys can follow me everywhere at prettyboy.rob and see how pretty I am. But again, that is going to do it. That's going to wrap things up for today's episode. We are out.